0: Amen. i Amen. I, I first stood here to speak like this, not 49 years ago, because 49 years ago I was like some sort of like um, rebellious young physics teacher who just sat where Dan sits now and annoyed Rector's. Um, hi Dan, Jen. Okay. Um, uh, but I still get nervous when I stand to preach. Do you think it's okay? Yeah. Because, because in a way, I get that, because although actually, actually I this passage, fantastic passage, I don't think I ever preached on it. Um, I've referenced it so many times; it's such a well-known passage, but I've never actually preached on it. I did look through my notes. Of course, I started preaching so long ago that hardly invented typewriters. (laughs) Uh, In fact, ballpoint pens were a novel thing when I started doing this stuff. Um, uh, But I don't think I've ever actually spoken formally on this because it's a fantastic passage, and you all know it. And there's there's an element to me that thinks it's almost not a good thing to preach on. Because anything you say almost detracts from the power of it. Do you get me? It's all almost like there it is. Read it, and be done with it. I'm not sure I can improve on it. However, I'm going to preach because because that's what uh, is necessary here, I think. Because it makes I, I want to make a couple of really clear points. There's not a lot here. This is thank you, church, very much. I've loved we've loved it, haven't we, dear? Being here for 49 years. Yeah. Well, actually, you haven't been here quite 49 years, have you? A, you came later, didn't you, really? Yeah, don't, yeah. I'm, I'm the serious one, okay? okay. <laughs> she just tags along at the end. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> 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 Thank you, church. But it's not, this, this bit is not about me and Ali. If there's one thing that's important in what we've done in church over the last 49 years, it's pointed to Jesus. I may not have done that perfectly. In fact, I know I haven't. Sometimes it's maybe really quite bad. But what it's all about is not looking at any individual or thing. It's looking at Jesus. Amen? Amen. And, and if you live as a Christian, and if you're getting it some ways right, and if, if you're being transformed, as Bosco said, then people should begin to see something of Jesus in you. Amen? <laughs> and, and there'll be times when it's not right, but there are times it does work. And so this is all about Jesus and Laurie put the title down, the title is Jesus. And what a fantastic thing to preach on. not my last sermon, actually. I'm not giving away that lightly, but it sort of feels like a sort of terminating point, an end point, that God's told us to move on. So here we go. It's on screen. Um, and it starts from uh, verse 5. Your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Back to the beginning, please, Paul. The context of this chunk, this amazing piece that talks about Jesus and talks about who he started from, where he started from, where he went down to, and where he gets exalted to, it's got that sort of, sort of I don't know, trajectory, that motion through it, trajectory, good physics word, got to get some physics in somewhere. Uh, it starts with him in heaven, it goes down to the cross and comes back up to him in heaven again. Paul goes, and he does that because he's talking about us having the same mindset, having the same attitude, having the same attitude as Jesus had. This is about, he's in a context in Philippians here, the previous bit that Wendy spoke on last week. He he talks about us not considering ourselves less God than other people, putting other people first. He talks about our unity as as Jesus' followers, of having that place where in humility we count others better than ourselves. That's verse 4, isn't it? And it's in that context, he's saying, look guys, look at Jesus, isn't it amazing? But you guys need the same mindset in your relations with each other, and the way you are, the way you live, you want the same mindset, the same attitude, the same way that Jesus comes into this. And so throughout this little chat, throughout this passage, I want to pick us back to that, because I think that's what Paul would have us do. Uh, many, many people think that this little passage is, was possibly a, a hymn. It might have been like a sort of early hymn that Paul maybe took or or reworked. That it might be well known to his, his early readers. Um, and I get that because some of the truths that he expresses here, some of the things this says about Jesus, being God and man and stuff, it, it, it's not a thing you really can properly understand, in my opinion. 2,000 years, theologians have tried to understand this stuff. But I don't, I, don't think you, I don't think we have the capacity intellectually to understand it, right? It's flipping true, yeah? But I don't think I can work it out, really. I think, is it Anselm who says, I, I don't understand so I can believe. I believe so I can understand. Do you get There's an element here of of coming to this by faith and knowing it to be true. And that makes sense of the world. Hey, That's what I would say, actually. It's a personal testimony. Bosco's got amazing testimony. So my testimony is, part of what it is to be a Christian is understanding the way the world is. Because I believe the truth about God. I see the spiritual stuff going on. It's because I see the way the world is through the light of the gospel. Through the light of Jesus. This stuff is right. But it's pretty deep stuff, really. And I'm not sure I can fully understand how it all works. I just know it does. And so some ways, I think we affirm that mostly in worship. I think worship's a great place for fame. That we say stuff in worship, and we know it to be true. But don't try words and think it out in detail. At least that's what I found anyway. But Paul's not really that he. He's just using this as a picture of what Jesus did. Who, verse 6, being the very nature God, he says... Did not consider the quality of God something to be grasped, to be hung on to. and um, IV has different readings for that. I'll come back to that. Who, in the very nature of God, there's a couple of other places in the New Testament. This is one of the clearest places where the New Testament says it. look, Jesus is God, absolutely God. Jesus almost says it himself in, uh, I think, I got John set up, did I or not? John 7 17, rather. Thanks, Paul. It's Jesus speaking Himself. And He's praying, really. Of, now, Father, glorify Me in Your presence with the glory I had with You before the world began. Right? Before the world began, before creation, before anything, Jesus is God. The pre existing Son of God. It goes back to the very beginning. How, there's no higher place you can be <laughs> than starting there. It starts high. And that's who Jesus is. Uh, it, it resonates from the, the, the bit in John's Gospel, John one fourteen, where, where John's talking about the Word became flesh, right? The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He's been talking about the Word at the beginning. The beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And the Word's with God. So Paul starts off here reminding us, all this, this passage, this hymn starts off reminding us that Jesus is God very nature, all the essential attributes that are God are in Jesus. And again, people have argued and worked what that means. He's just God. We worship him as God. We worship him as the Lord. We worship him as our friend. We know him as he walks with us by spirit, but he is God. And worthy of our worship. We believe in one God, but three persons. Then Paul goes on, this thing where it goes down, he did not consider, verse 6b, he did not consider, can you get back Paul to the text every now and then, do your stuff, oh it's not, it's Neil isn't it, sorry Neil, yeah, uh, did not, con- well you both look the same back there, look Look around, look, two guys with beers, with glasses, look at them, trying to pretend, they're trying to look small, hi Paul, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Um <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my eyesight's failing My hearing's failing My legs are failing <sighs> I'm getting old did not, did not consider Did not consider it to go, it's, to be gross. It's, it's a fantastic phrase this It's something to be hung on to It can either go forward or backwards It could be uh, it doesn't, you know, He wouldn't let go of it Or it could mean He didn't want to ex- keep it going <laughs> It's got both tenses in the word And theologians argue which way. It's fine It means both Jesus had the right to be God, but was willing to give it up. Hang on. Have the same mindset as in Christ Jesus. I don't know what status you have. I don't know what things matter to you. I don't know what things that people look at you and respect you. But whatever status you have, it's much smaller than Jesus. Amen? But the mindset is, I don't have to hang on to that. I'm willing to give it up if God to ask me to. One of the things I think I'm feeling and gonna feel in transitioning from being a well I was gonna say well loved, I mean well feared deputy head. All right, unknown in church as a pretty okay geezer, really, a bit stupid at times and whatever. To go to a place where I'm just Chris. There's an element of giving up status. I'm sort of aware of it. But very happy to for Jesus. Because Jesus has told us to over the last three years to do it. What 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 what's your status? Where's the thing that you hang on to? You see, in all of this, that no one ever is as high as Jesus or goes as low as Jesus or goes as high as at the end. <laughs> but we sort of have the same trajectory. Use that word after me, say trajectory. Spell it later. Don't ask me, ask my wife. I can't spell. I know what it means, but I can't spell it. All right? The same thing we do. And Paul is encouraging the same mindset to not want to hang on to the status we have. He didn't. He didn't. Look what he gave up. He goes from that and he comes down. So he goes down now from saying where he starts from and saying didn't hang on to it. He says, he made himself nothing, taking the nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance of man, he humbled himself became obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is the down bit. I mean, it's just just an amazing thing that, in a sense, Jesus chose to be obedient to God and be born. I, I guess he's probably the only person ever who chose to be born. I didn't choose to be born. It just sort of happened. In fact, I can't remember it. It slightly worries me, really. There's like this gap in my life between, like, I'm told I was born, but I've no evidence it, really. It sort of happened. I have seen it happen since, and apparently it's natural. <laughs> Noisy and messy, and the consequences go on for a long time. <laughs> I- I've quoted a Wendy before. My friend uh, John Th- Thorson, who's a Christian psychologist, who says... It says something like, the umbilical cord is never broken, and all the nerve endings go one way. <laughs> if you're a parent, you know that? Anyway, birth. He, he, he's born. He makes himself nothing. He's willing to give up status and be come on, and be obedient. Say it, and be that, you see, is something, as a uh, school teacher, I'm very familiar with. I like obedience. <laughs> it's good. I, I'm st- yeah, yeah. Um, I still remember going into um, assembly at Challeners once. I don't know if any of you guys were here there, actually. Uh, we used to do assemblies, and people, kids just like chat. I remember going on stage and going, and they went quiet. Uh, and I said, just testing, and walked out. <laughs> 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 You see, you see, is that the mindset you've got? Have the same mindset in Christ Jesus. That willingness to give up status and that willingness to be obedient to God. I, I, I mean, in a way, it's no-brainer, isn't it? If, if Jesus loves me and gives himself for me and God has raised me up and given me his Holy Spirit, why would I not obey him? Jesus says to his disciples, why do you call me Lord, Lord and not do what I tell you? I mean, it's in John's Gospel, but I quoted it quite a lot when I was teaching. Why do you call me Sir Sir and not do what I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a mindset thing. Am I in the place? Are you in the place? Are we in the place? Where we hear what God says and we say, fine, I'll do it. For Jesus, it was costly. Obedience, as a Christian, I suspect, is nearly always costly. In different ways, and different shapes. I suspect it's always Not an easy thing. I don't think you can make it a point of principle. If life is easy, you may be being obedient, that's fine. But quite often when you are obedient as a Christian, life gets tough. It calls you out into a difficult place. Have the same mindset as it was in Christ Jesus, who emptied himself. who took on a servant... He, he, willing to be a, a, see that's the previous bit really that Paul was going on about in verse 4 he says look uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit but in humility consider others better than yourself Jesus started as high as you could but is willing to become a servant think of the picture of Jesus washing the disciples feet think of Jesus Giving himself. Are you willing? Is that the mindset that we have? Because it's so easy, isn't it, in our world, which is pushes and tells us that, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in that, you know, you're the best person you can, blah, 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 bigs you up, that's okay. But sometimes we're called in a place in church to count others, in humility, to count others better than ourselves, to put their interests first. That's fundamentally, what Jesus is doing. He loves us and he puts our interests first and he comes and he's born and then he goes to the cross to make us free, to bring us back to life, to give us life, to redeem us. And, and for Jesus, it, it, the, the process goes down to the cross. The cross is like the bottom in a sense. Where's it gone? Humbled himself, became beaten to death, even death on a cross. Jesus is fully God and then fully man uh, and he then becomes obedient as a servant death on a cross death on a cross is an anathema thing it's a cursed thing and he goes through that out of obedience hey, it ain't easy remember in the garden when he's praying and he prays Father if it be possible let this thing go from me but not my will but your will be done Jesus does what he sees the Father doing is that John 5.19 is that on screen as well remember this John 5.19 there you go that's the obedience that we're called to be. The mindset we're called to have. Now then, Paul talks about the, his exaltation. He goes up. He says, therefore God has exalted him to the highest place. And you can get this stuff, no? Jesus is in the highest possible place. The Son of God, gone through obedience and in, in that highest place. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess. I mean, we do it voluntarily, but I think, I think the thrust here is that, that, that we guys choose to follow Jesus, and I bow my knee. I want to make him Lord. I want to follow Jesus all the time. But ultimately, everyone will. There'll be a sense in which God will rise it up and say, Look, and everyone has to acknowledge that. Yeah? Every tongue, not, not, just, not just Christians, but every tongue confess. And that rising up, that, 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 that fact that Jesus nails the highest, in a sense, that's true for us too. That should be our mindset as well. Look, Jesus, no one's higher than Jesus. No one goes lower and more obedient, and no one goes higher at the end, okay? But we follow the same. What's that funny word? I think we do. Because actually, we are raised with Christ. Where's that from, anybody? Come on to church, regular tenders, you know this stuff. That was a question. I'm a teacher. Put your hands up. Where is it? Where we're raised with Christ? I won't ask the rector because the rector knows. If I thought the rector didn't know, I would ask him to embarrass him. But he does know, so it's all right. Keep it on the screen. Ephesians 2 in case you're stuck at the back there. And God will raise us up with Christ? Is it? What do the words say? Raised up with Christ. Where are we seated? What does it say? Seated with Christ. Okay. The most amazing thing about this being a Christian thing is that it's not somehow I have to struggle now until I get to death point. I'm quite close to death point. I'm a, you know. In fact, one of my grandsons, he's not here, he's down at the school. One of my grandsons asked me, um, they were with us back from Uganda. They asked me the other day, he sat there quite quietly having his Cheerios, his third bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> I mean, when I say a bowl, I mean a bowl absolutely full of cherries. And said, "Pops, are you going to die soon?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I'd rather not be reminded about it. <laughs> Had I gone to that? Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I haven't gone to wait until I'm dead to be raised with Christ, have I? Do you get this? You see, you see, my, I choose to follow Jesus. I want to be have a mind like him. I want to be you. I want to give up states. I want to follow you. But God has already raised me because He's forgiven me. He's already raised me, Christ. I mean, in a sense, I go through this process sort of faster than Jesus, trajectory, faster than Jesus, because He did it. It's possible for us to do it. Now, I don't always live from that place, but I know I can. I, I don't always command. <laughs> the world know where I'm allowed to. But that's where I am. I've been made alive in the Spirit. I'm raised with Christ. I'm seated in the heavenly realms. In the heavenly realms. Of course, ultimately when I do die, that will, it will come together. It will be a complete thing. I won't longer this struggly bit here. But that's the truth. I want the same mindset as Jesus. Jesus, you see, I think all through his earthly I mean, he knows, doesn't he? He knows through his earthly ministry that he is the Son of God. He's never a doubt about that. His identity is secure. Church, where's your identity? In Jesus. In Jesus. You're in Christ. He knows. And, and, and one thing I always say about the most, you read the gospel through, it's really like a story, and it always struck me how Jesus is never taken by surprise by things. It's just like, it's just like, he just does stuff, and, and somehow there's that, the widow of names is the one that really gets me. He's walking along with some mates talking, and there's a, there's a cottage of, dead, of a dead person on a funeral procession. He just says, "Stop." And Rosa gets come. It's just like things, he just interacts with the world in a way that's unbelievably beautiful and transformative church. That's where we're called to be. We need the same mindset as Jesus to give up our rights, to be willing to lay aside the stuff we can't hang on to anyway. What's the point to hang on to it? <laughs> it's rubbish, the status here. We want that mindset, like Jesus, who's willing to be obedient to give up, because we have already, in a sense, been exalted. That's where we live from. And Paul wants the church of Philippi to know and to live that. He wants them to know and live that This Jesus, my Jesus, the Jesus I've tried to follow, and Ali and I have both tried to follow, and tried to walk with over 40-odd years in this church, and in our jobs and everything else, my Jesus loved me, gave himself for me, and walks with me still. And I call him friend. And what can you do but worship him? What can you do but say, praise the name of the Lord my God.